Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Scott joining you. Yes, we opened with RAT. R-A-T-T. And for those of you that attended the University of Alberta or didn't but just wanted to go to a great place on a Thursday night back in the day, room at the top, RAT was it. Welcome, everybody. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Coming up, a uh, complete recap of what ultimately turned out to be a disappointing conclusion in game one of a best of seven uh, playoff series between the Edmonton Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, we'll have a full audio recap, some clips from some of the participants, including the likes of Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, Connor McDavid, James Neal, and Darnell Nurse. Uh, we'll have some thoughts on that game. Uh, I'll ask you for some thoughts. Uh, and then uh, Louis DeBras from NHL Hockey on Rogers will join us at 12.35. At 105 today for our friends at Canadian Power Pack... Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar, Kevin Weeks. And at 1.35 today, Edmonton sporting icon, former NHL heavyweight champion, now Montreal-based media personality, Georges Larocque. So there you have it. Lots of time for you to participate early in the show, and you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Update those old floors with one colored engineered hardwood for only two ninety nine a square foot. Head to AshleyFineFloors.com for more information. 
You can text us as well. That's our text number. And uh, the River Creek Resort Casino hotline is the same number, 780-496-0063. When the province returns to action, so too will the River Creek Resort and Casino. Excitement better. You can... Uh, Twitter at us. Tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, tweet me personally, uh, Bob underscore uh, St- Stoffer and Brendan Escott, the old Twitterverse. Uh, the Oilers once had a general manager that uh, deployed uh, that phraseology back in the day as... Uh, uh, as you can say, Jack Michaels and uh, Camoon just passing along notes to me over at Rogers Place. The practice was scheduled for 12 o'clock for the Oilers today. No Mike Smith nor Ethan Bear. Practice actually started at 11.28 of note. The Oilers flipped Cahoon up with McDavid and Dreisaitl and had Nugent Hopkins with Poliarvi and Yamamoto. Uh, Poliarvi and Yamamoto, both a pair of right wings. This after Edmonton lost last night. 4-1 to one in what was really a one-goal game. Two empty net goals from the Winnipeg Jets. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling. Get your AC today with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. It's playoff hockey. Sometimes the unpredictable happens, including who scores the goals. More of that in a second as we go to our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. Jack Michaels with the call in last night's game. 285 days after a loss in sweltering Edmonton inside the bubble. The Edmonton Oilers get a chance for redemption. Hellebuck takes a peek and directs a pass. Oh, and just getting smoked was Tomello by Josh Archibald. A walloping hit. Here's a shot by Barry as he enters the zone. Quick shot score. Yes, a Pooley Irvy on the rebound. He found it. The Jets did it. And yes, a Pooley Irvy making his national Hockey League playoff debut has scored Edmonton's first postseason goal. Wow, he's had an active stick, Jack, as you know, all game long. Hustle his way through James Neal and find Tucker Pullman, who gains the Edmonton line. Off to Blake Wheeler, a shot to save, rebound, score! And it's Tucker Pullman whom we weren't even sure would play tonight, Bob, that has tied the game. Shook off a check out to Stanley, and he fired it off the post. Rebound McLeod. The way that kicked out, I thought it might have gone in, Jack. I'm thinking it's Stanley's After video review, Winnipeg scored a goal at 10.46. Yeah, that's it. It went post, back bar, and out. After first catching a piece of Mike Smith. And this one looks to be over. 4-1. The Jets get a second empty netter. And Winnipeg's going to come into Edmonton and take the opener. And a lot of pressure now shifts to the Oilers for game two on Friday night. All right, let's hear from the participants. Oilers head coach after the game, Dave Tippett, says playoff hockey comes down to a chance or two. Well, I mean, you're trying to get ahead, but it's uh, it's tight game. You know, it's, you, you know, you get some chances. You'd like to bury a chance, but when it doesn't go in, you got to stay with it. And that's, uh, you know, that's that's how I expect all the games to be right there. They're going to be tight. You got to capitalize on a chance. And you can't give much away. And uh, usually, a team that gets a break here or there, um, you know, ends up on the on the winning end. All right, uh, Dave Tippett also added that the Oilers have got to go out there and create their own bounces. We're trying to do the right thing, just didn't get it done. So, at, uh, you know, you got to you got to make your breaks. You got to find find ways to get the puck in the back of the net, but you can't give anything away. That's playoff hockey. Playoff hockey at its best. And we all know knew this. And if you listen to the show over the course of the last week, I mean, there were a couple of the. 
uh, experts that suggested no Edmonton will win the series easily. Uh, come on, man. If you're listening, we did our predictions last Friday. I said Edmonton in six. I said Winnipeg would win one of the, uh, they'd win at least one game at Edmonton. Uh, the orders have actually, all four of the teams in the North Division, for whatever reason, and remember, there's no fans. We know that. It's the worst part about what we're going through in the playoffs is there's no fans. Um, but for whatever reason this year, all four playoff teams in the North Division had a better record on the road than they did at home. It was really an, an interesting uh, scenario. Uh, but Dave Tippett said uh, these uh, thoughts on what makes playoff hockey so tightly contested. Playoff hockey is tight hockey. You, you collapse around your net, you're hard on the walls, you're doing little things right. That's playoff hockey. That's why it's so tight. You know, so both teams are trying to do the same thing that way. It's, uh, like I say, it's finding ways to capitalize on an opportunity here or there. It was a disciplined game, only one power play in the game. I mean, there's that, that's, that's just the way it's going to be for both teams. All right. Um... Absolutely. Connor McDavid after the game had this summary of uh, the Jets 4-1 victory last night. Yeah, I thought we did. You know, we, we, we played well in the second. Um, I think we, we had some nerves and some jitters in the first period and, um, you know, kind of got through that one just uh, just even. And then I thought we kind of took the game over there in the second period and did a lot of good things. Like I said, put a lot of pucks at net on the net, you know, hemmed them in there for, for, for some you know chunks at a time. And, um, you know, you'd like to come out of that period with the lead, but ultimately that's not the case. And, you know, even in the third period, just just kind of back and forth, and you know, tight hockey game, and and they get a bounce, and 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 that's the way it goes. But David added, uh, power plays are not easy to come by come playoff time. That's uh, that's for sure going to be the case. I mean, like I said, that's playoff hockey. Um, you kind of look around the league, and there's some series being called differently than others, and that's the way it goes. Um, you know, obviously tonight, not many power plays for for both sides. They didn't even have one. So, you know, when we get that opportunity, we need to bear down. And uh, absolutely, uh, James Neal, who had some okay moments last night, was asked following the game whether or not the Oilers can take any positives out of it. You know, we tilted the ice for a little bit there, but, uh, uh, you know, in the end, you, you don't get the win. So, um, you know, you kind of have to uh, forget things quick here in the playoffs and uh, and reset and come out and have a, a big game too. I mean, I think you're going to hear a lot of cliches as we go along here, but it's just kind of what you have to do in playoffs. Things come uh, come quick, and uh, you have to reset and be uh, ready to go again. And Darnell Nurse says uh, you don't overcorrect after a close loss last like last night. You make a couple adjustments, but that's playoff hockey. Like it's tight. It's really a two-one game, not four-one game. Then two empty nights. So. Like, like Connor said, we did, we did some things that uh, we can build off of. There's always things that we can adjust, but yeah, we have to uh, no, just show up and keep playing. It's, it's not going to be easy. All right, so now uh, it's time to engage you, and you can text us at 780-496-0063 on the um, Ashley Fine Floors text line. Hearing rumblings that Ashley Fine Floors might have added to their stable here recently. I'll have to look into and investigate that as well. Hearing from an old friend uh, that's uh, reached out there in the course of the last uh, 24 hours ago. Let's let's get to it here. Um, I, we all know it's a best of seven. It's not a best of one. I'd like to get your thoughts. Winners are down one nothing in the series. Uh, they had some good moments. Certainly in the second and third period, I think it's fair to say Edmonton did not come out with the jump that they did, uh, that they were looking for. They were also playing a Winnipeg squad that did not have Nikolai Ehlers nor Pierre-Luc Pierre Dubois. We all knew the series was going to be close. I think uh, Dom Lucician from The Athletic said 
analytically speaking, this was the closest matchup. And like I repeatedly stated, the 7-2 and two record was a little bit deceiving because the Oilers caught the Jets a couple times when, uh, it, with a term, you know, scheduled losses where Winnipeg maybe was going to play their fourth game in six days and Edmonton was relatively speaking well-rested. The Oilers did outscore Winnipeg 21-7 in the final six games this year and won all six games. Um, Winnipeg deserved the win last night. And you'll say, well... Edmonton outshot them in stretches. They had some lines dominate some of the Jets' lines. I thought the defense pairing of Nurse and Barry had a real rough first period. Barry made a bad read that led to an odd man break. Kyle Connor elected to pass off instead of shooting. And then right at the period, end of the first period, Puck uh, hopped on Barry, led to a three-on-one the other way. The Oilers were lucky to escape those two scenarios without goals against. Connor Hellebuck was very good. Jets played a firm, committed, hard style. Um, the hits that they said occurred during the course of last night's game from a statistics perspective I thought were enhanced. I didn't think it was that physical of a game. The Oilers had some guys, Ryan McLeod, you know, I know he's not, he can skate. When you can skate like that, you just got to finish a check once in a while when you're on the four check. Um, the Oilers, it's an interesting situation here, right? Like I I could see Edmonton winning this series in six, but I, you know, it's it's a close series. We all knew that before. We knew that was the case. Do you overreact to the one loss? Are there some things that concerned you last night? Now, I will share this with you, and we've discussed it before. Think back to the start of each of the last two regular seasons. Did the Edmonton Oilers exceed expectations each of the start of the last two seasons? Let's face it, and I don't want to hear from the little whiny guys out there, they didn't really make the playoffs last year, Stoffer. They're in a playoff spot at 71 games, firmly entrenched in second spot. They had a good season in 1920, and they had a good season this year and came in second. They were going to be a playoff team a year ago. They were a playoff team this year. Okay, Forget about the play-in series in terms of a 5 versus 12 matchup. They were fifth during the regular season last year in the Western Conference. Um, so they've had two straight years where I'd say they exceeded most people's expectations at the start of the year during the regular season. Why did that happen? To paraphrase a senior manager with one of the top organizations in the Western Conference, and I quote, you exceeded expectations the last two years because you had the top two scorers in the league playing at their best and the best power play by a mile both years. That gets mitigated come playoff time. As a result, with the way the games get called, and we knew this going in, you need greater depth. We found that out three years ago (laughs) and have attempted to address it ever since. You can figure out which team I'm talking about, okay? There you have it. You exceeded expectations because you had the two top scorers in the league back-to-back and the best power play in the league by 2% each season the last two years in the regular season. Playoffs, different hockey. All right, we know that. The margin's tighter. One bounce decided last night's game. The Winnipeg Jets got a deflection. Take a look at the Jets' goal scores. I learned this lesson in 1979 as a kid growing up watching the Montreal Canadiens, who I loved. One of the most unlikely goal scorers in Canadians' history, a former Edmonton Oiler, later went and played for the Oilers in the NHL. He'll join us on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Cam Connor. Cam Connor scored an overtime winner once for the Montreal Canadiens on a team that had like 10 or 11 Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame players. And it was Cam Connor. Look who scored for Winnipeg last night. 
Two guys, Tucker Pullman and Dominic Toninato, who we didn't even expect to play. Nate Thompson was involved, uh, won a puck battle with James Neal on the first goal against neutral ice. Both McLeod and um, Cassian went running around a bit, got caught up ice, blew a line change in the process. The Jets came back down. Wheeler made a really sharp play, dragged the puck in the middle of the ice, shot through his screen, and then Tucker Pullman beat one of the order's most uh, veteran defensemen, Adam Larson, who's had a great year, to the frontal net. Mike Smith couldn't control a rebound, and he jammed it past him. Four things went wrong in that play for the Jets to score. Tucker Pullman. He got against goals from unlikely sources. Game winner, Toninato on a deflection. The guy didn't even score a goal in the regular season this year. I'll tell you, Paul Maurice, he had the Ouija board out or something last night because he made the right calls. But his team did a lot of things that you need to do to win, including having Connor Halibut stop 32 of 33 shots. Mike Smith didn't play bad. The Jets got one more bounce in last night's game. I know Edmonton can play better, but gets here's the thing. I have enough respect for Winnipeg to know they've got another gear that they can get to, too. So this is going to be damn near a must-win game. To suggest that, you know, this loss falls in the hands of McDavid and Drysaddle because they didn't score, you need you need support scoring. And that's why I'm fairly confident about where Edmonton's going to go carrying forward here. The Oilers are not yet built to come at you at waves. You want a team that can come at you at waves? Watch Colorado play. A team three or four years ago that couldn't do that, but have added and been able to do it. So there you go. Who played well for the Oilers last night? Paul Yarvey. You know, sometimes you just got to admit you're a little wrong on things. And so I'm going to hit to it here, and yes, a Paul Yarvey. No way I thought a year ago at this time that yes, a Paul Yarvey could play on the Edmonton Oilers' top line with Connor McDavid and drive things and be the player. I, like, how could I possibly think that way when Paul Yarvey didn't play that way in his previous stint here? He waited for things to happen before. He looked to open up and get one-timers away. He is a very effective player right now. That should excite you. He's he's a legitimate top six right wing with size, which you need in the playoffs. I don't think Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto had poor games at all. They're smaller guys. They got boxed out a little bit in stretches. I know uh, maybe the best piece that I saw written about last night's game might have been by Jonathan Willis of The Athletic, okay? And I, I agreed with him on a lot of the things that he had to say. Th- that line of Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto had the puck a lot in the uh, jet zone, cycled a lot. They just couldn't penetrate the frontal net. Size matters a little bit come playoff time. You know what? If you get the same effort rate from a small player as a big player, that size difference plays a factor. So I didn't mind some, you know, does Connor McDavid have another gear to potentially get to? Yes, I think we all know that. Uh, are we going to pin the loss on McDavid and Drysaddle if Edmonton doesn't get out of a series against Winnipeg? I think most of you are smart enough to realize the orders remain a work in progress in terms of filling out their roster. Was Winnipeg capable of winning this series? Absolutely. Is Edmonton capable of coming back? Yes. Will the Oilers play better tomorrow? Yes. Can Winnipeg play better? Yes. There is one thing that concerns me about the Jets. They tend to be a team that runs on emotion. They had a lot of negative emotion to close out the year. That was a big win they won last night without a couple of their you know, legitimate top six players. That concerns me a bit against Winnipeg. Oh, yeah, they got Connor Hellebuck, and he's a Vesna Trophy winner goaltender. Give me your thoughts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. When we come back, uh, we will get to NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. You're listening to Oilers Now. 
Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Ched. We'll squeeze in some texts at uh, 1.50 today off to NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, Edmonton-owned and operated. Company-branded apparel, products, and awards all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back at the 6.30 Ched Studios, big part of the show, Brendan Escott. Well, Montreal and Toronto start up their series out in T.O. tonight, 5 5.30 Mountain Time puck drop. Tampa, back at home now, trying to go up three games to none on the Panthers. Islanders are home to Pittsburgh. That series tied 1-1, and same story for Minnesota. They host Vegas tonight in Game 3. Nazem Kadri, an in-person hearing uh, with the league for his blind side, checked to the head of Justin Falk last night in uh, Game 2 of that series. He got five and a game on the play. Columbus hiring back John Davidson as team Team president and extending general manager Yarmo Kekalainen uh, through 2024-25. And the Bakersfield Condors, San Diego Gulls, will kick off that playoff series tomorrow night in Bakersfield, Bob. Absolutely. Uh, Kadri, for me, minimum five-game suspension. Maybe, you know what, I'm, I mean, if you do the math here, he might get he might get seven to ten games. It was an ugly hit, and he's a multiple-time repeat offender, to say the least. Like, we're not talking two or three times. This guy, I, I just don't get it. There's a player there, and he just come playoff time. He plays on an edge that crosses the line. Not going to be a good situation for Nazem Kadri. Colorado's so good, they'll be able to overcome it. Regardless. All right, Louis DeBras coming up from NHL Hockey and Rogers at 1235. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.